0: Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's, only the finest berries.
1: It looks good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. (coughs) Mystery recipe.
2: Oh, Oliver, what are you doing here? Yeah, I can't speak cat, actually. I'm more of a dog person. No offense. Sorry. No offense. Um, Hey, hey, where are Mitzi and Molly? We've got an episode to record. (coughs) Right. Not sure why I'm asking you I don't speak cat. Uh, Hey, are you you recording already? (coughs) You know how to work the mics and everything. Nice. I gotta remember that. (coughs) Of of course you do. Good to know. I guess we should just wait here for them. (coughs) You are so cute. Would you like some ear scratches? What a good kitty. What a good kitty. Well, I guess we could keep waiting, but I told these young chefs that we'd be calling on soon for our first segment. Do you think we should just get started without them? (coughs) Okay, we've got this. We got this, Oliver. Let's move on to pressing questions. Pressing questions, listeners, is a segment where we answer a question from a young chef using science. Here's how it will work. We are going to talk to a kid recipe tester in their home and go step-by-step step through each part of the experiment. Right, I think. And when we are done and our episode is over, we encourage all of you to recreate the science for yourselves in your own recipe labs. And don't forget to tell us how it went. You can send us an email at mysteryrecipe@america'stestkitchen.com. at I'll go through everything you send us. We are so excited to hear from you. So, should we get started with today's question? Let's hear it.
3: Does water temperature affect how oats cook?
2: That was Nico and Teo from Massachusetts. Great question, guys. Absolutely. We have a great experiment to help answer this one. Here's what you'll need. Half a cup of rolled oats, a quarter cup of boiling water, a quarter cup of cold tap water, one teaspoon of sugar, two small bowls, liquid measuring cup, quarter cup dry measuring cup, spoon, masking tape, marker, and some way to boil water. I'll be using a tea kettle. All right, I called up Nico and Teo in order to get started. Hey friends, how's it going? I'm
1: good, how are you?
2: Good, thanks. Are you excited to do another experiment with us for Mystery Recipe? Yes. Amazing. Well, let's get this experiment started then. In order to find out if water temperature affects how oats cook, we are going to make a bowl of rolled oats using boiling water and a bowl using cold tap water, and then taste test them to see the difference. Before we get started, let's make a prediction. Nico and Teo, do you think that water's temperature is going to affect how these oats get cooked? I think it will affect how. how
1: it I cooks. think it mm, probably will as well.
2: Why do you think it will?
1: I'm not sure, but I just have a like a feeling, you know.
2: All right, you know, sometimes you just trust your gut with these things. I hear that. Well, let's get this started. So, Nico and Theo, we are going to start with your two bowls, and we're going to place one fourth a cup of rolled oats into each of those two bowls. All right. Great. So now we can use our sticky notes and marker, and we're going to label one of those bowls hot and label the other bowl cold. I'm cold. Okay. All right. Great. So now we're going to use our electric kettle, um, or however you want to boil water, in order to get some water boiling. And listeners, we learned earlier this week in How-To Time that we want to boil water before we measure it. If we put one-fourth a cup into the tea kettle and then boil it, it would come out to be less than one-fourth a cup, which would affect our results. So, Nico and Teo, go ahead and boil some water, and we'll fast forward here until it's ready. Okay, it's boiling. Perfect. Now, we are going to use our liquid measuring cup to measure one-fourth a cup of boiling water but it's going to be very hot. And so the steam coming off of it will also be very hot. And we just want to be very careful all around with this step. So feel free to ask a grown-up to help with this one. Once we measure one fourth a cup, we're going to pour that boiling water into the bowl labeled hot and we'll stir it. Sound like a plan?
1: Yeah. All right. How much tap water do we need?
2: Good question. We are going to measure one fourth a cup of cold tap water. And then you're going to add it to the bowl labeled cold and stir that up too. All stirred. Great. So now we are going to wait. So I'm going to set a timer for five minutes and we'll fast forward until it's done, listeners. Awesome. It's been five minutes, and so it is time to taste these oats. But before we do, we are going to add half a teaspoon of sugar to each bowl and give them a quick mix, just so they're a little bit tastier. And listeners, Nico, Teo, if you want to add anything that's not sugar, like maple syrup or anything like that, you're welcome to do that now too. Just try and make sure you're doing the same thing to both bowls, whatever we end up doing. All right, so before we taste anything, let's talk about what we notice just with our eyes from the two bowls of oats. How do they look?
1: The cold one looks like it has more.
2: Great, it, it looks like there's more in there. Is it more oats or more liquid or more of what? Both. All right, that's a good observation. Which one do you think has absorbed more water? The hot. Why do you think that?
1: Oh, there's there's less
2: water. Okay, so let's go ahead and grab a spoon, and we're going to try a bite of each. So let's start with the hot oats. They might be a little hot still, so take a minute and make sure it's not too hot for you. Um, but take a bite, and while you eat it, think about the taste and the texture.
1: It's really chewy and wet. I think it really sucked up, that all the water.
2: All right, let's try the cold oats. So use a spoon, and again, think about both the flavor and the texture, so what it feels like.
1: Feels less chewy, and it's less wet. It's just not as watery and chewy. The other one was, like, Real soggy and, like, chewy, but this one's, like, harder. Yeah. It's, like, like the hot one's very soft, and then this one's, like, a bit hot.
2: Okay, so if you had to answer which one was more cooked, which one do you think it would be?
1: It's the a hot, hot one. one.
2: Why do you think it was a hot one?
1: You know how, like, you can, like, bake chocolate chip cookies? Like, the more they, like, warm up, the chewier they are.
2: Amazing. I agree. And we found the same things when we did this experiment in our lab. Do you want to hear a little bit about the science behind how all of this works? Sure. Great. Well, we'll tell you in just a moment. I'm just trying to stall for a little bit of time here. I feel a little bad that we got this far without Mitzi and Molly. Should I maybe call them? I'm going to call them, but... While I do that, it's time for a quick word from our sponsors. Grown-ups, these ads are for you.
0: I'm excited to tell you about our latest partner, Go Noodle. Go Noodle shares videos and games that get kids up and moving and develop their wellness, mental health and resilience. They are in millions of homes and more than 90% of U.S. public and private elementary schools. And now you and your kids can find videos from ATK Kids on their website that make exploring the science behind food and cooking fun. Together, we are excited to encourage a new generation of empowered cooks, engaged eaters, and curious experimenters with videos all about recipes, experiments, and other dynamic kitchen how-to's. Kids love Go Noodle because it's fun. Teachers love it because it engages students, and we think you'll love it too. To learn more, visit gonoodle.com. Hey grown-ups, we wanted to tell you all about another way you can explore the kitchen with the young chefs in your life. My First Cookbook from America's Test Kitchen Kids. This cookbook is designed to introduce kids ages 5 to 8 to the kitchen along with their grown-ups with as much mixing, rolling, scrunching, and squishing as possible. Our producer, Chad, has never had a cookbook of his own before, so we thought we'd put some of these recipes to the test. We made the No Bake Energy Bites, a perfect after-school snack that you can make just the way your young chef likes it.
3: Yeah, as this- long as you have the
0: base of the nut butter and the oats, you can add other dried fruit, you can add coconut, you can do nuts like sliced almonds
2: amazing. There
0: really are endless possibilities. Yeah,
2: this is great. This is just a ball of ingredients. <laughs> it,
0: it is a ball
2: of ingredients. <laughs> Delicious ones. Amazing. Yeah, I guess just <laughs> is a little.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, really, all food is just a ball of ingredients That's when you true. think about it. Yeah,
2: is Isn't life just a ball of ingredients? It's gotten
0: really you know? deep here.
2: It's just uh, what you get from my first cookbook. <laughs>
0: life philosophy. Yeah, really
2: get to and dig deep. really simple
0: recipes. <laughs> perfect for kids ages five to eight.
2: Get the energy for those big talks, you know.
0: Check out this recipe and so many more in my first cookbook from America's Test Kitchen Kids, which you can find wherever books are sold.
2: And we're back. <laughs> and I still don't speak cat. And Molly and Mitzi still have not arrived, and they were not picking up their phones. (coughs) No offense, Oliver, I think we are actually doing an excellent job without them and everything. (coughs) More ear scratches. right, here we go. (coughs) Okay, meanwhile, here's some of the science behind today's experiment. When oats cook, they absorb water thanks to their starch. Starch is a type of molecule called a carbohydrate and oats are anywhere from 40 to 60% starch. But what's important to know is that starch absorbs water. Exactly! I mean, I still don't know what you're saying, but I'm just gonna assume that you're following. Now, these starch molecules in uncooked oats are all connected to each other. The starch molecules are each holding hands with many other starch molecules in tight clusters, aka granules. The heat from the water causes them to let go of some of the other starch molecules and include water molecules in their group hug, which is called gelation. Cold water isn't as good at breaking up these starchy bonds, and so less water is included and less gelation occurs, which is why there was more water left in our cold oats and gelation makes the oats more gelatinous, or soft and rubbery, as opposed to thick, hard, and chewy, which explains the difference in the texture. (coughs) Sure. Yeah, Oliver. Exactly. The other things to keep in mind for this experiment is time. If you leave your cold water oats for another few hours, you'll probably find that they continue to absorb water and become a lot easier to eat. We learned about overnight oats in episode 1, which worked the same way. So, hot water isn't needed to make oats into oatmeal, it just drastically speeds up the process. As always, Nico and Teo, thank you so, so much with your help in today's science experiment.
1: No problem. Thank you. Bye.
2: And thank you, Oliver. Couldn't have done it without you. Well, listeners, we have one final segment for you today. We always like to close out the week with something wild in our wild card. Enjoy.
3: The sun rises on a majestic field. A beautiful view that is filled with tall strands of grass, all of which are tightly packed together. As tightly packed as this sentence is with entirely unnecessary filler words. But this is not just any field of grass. This is oat grass. And you're listening to Planet World from National Geotastic. I'm British and old, Stay with us. As a new day starts, the oat grass's journey begins anew. Each day is as unpredictable as the last. The main goal, to soak up water with its fruits and sun with its leaves. It looks like the section of field we're at today is swaying gently in the wind. A favourite pastime of lots of types of grass, this bunch no exception. Our writers are quickly running out of things to say. The different ways we can describe a bunch of grass is not infinite, and we are reaching the end of our thesaurus. Oh, what's this? A little mouse makes its way through the field on an adventure of its own. And now it's gone. Well, that was quick. What a difficult job this is for our writers' room who are certainly not paid enough to sit through the 500 hours of footage of a literal field of grass and somehow make an hour-long TV special out of it. Who knew, when they were bright-eyed 20-somethings moving through Hollywood with nothing but a suitcase and a heart full of dreams, that they would end up here, five smelly individuals, eating hot pockets in a fluorescently lit room, watching footage of grass and trying desperately to think of something to write. Ah, look, a bird flies up and tries to rest on one of the stalks of oat grass. Silly bird, this flimsy grass can't support your weight any better than it can support the absurdly long runtime of this nature documentary. Ah, the bird flies away, like we wish we could. I am the bird, says one writer, as she throws her half-eaten hot pocket into the garbage, grabs her coat and leaves... She was my ride home, says another writer, and he grabs his coat and chases after her. Now there are three, silent amidst the gentle hum of the fluorescent light, silent, with nothing else to say or write about Oat Grass. They stopped writing here. Maybe the remaining three writers were the bird too, and they quit. Maybe they are still sitting in the writer's room watching hours and hours of oat grass sway in the wind and eating hot pockets. Maybe they're dead. I don't know. I don't know those writers. What I do know is I have 45 minutes left of footage to narrate and nothing to say, how did I get here? I am a classically trained Shakespearean actor. I played Oberon in the Royal Shakespeare Company's production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. I am talented. I have regrets. Oh look, more oat grass. Goody. Who are the camera operators who dared record 500 hours of grass and then pass it along to us to make something out of? How did they have the patience to slowly pan across a field day after day for months at a time? Where did they find their joy? The sun is setting on another day in the oat grass field, and once again, literally nothing has happened. I'm looking now at the audio engineer in the studio with me, and he is asleep. I do not blame him. I wish I were him. I feel like that hot pocket in the garbage. I guess they hired me to read a script that was never written. I'll take my cue from the strong, noble silent, boring blade of Oatgrass. You can mail me my check.
2: That was certainly something. All right, well, I guess that's everything, Oliver. (coughs) Yep, we're out of time for today. You know, I don't get why I can't understand you, but Mitzi and Molly can. I know, I'm a dog person. I mean, I like cats. I just... Wait a second. I just understood you. D- did you just bark? Oliver, you speak dog. We-, we could have been talking this whole time. I guess that's true. We managed pretty well without it. That's so funny that you speak dog. Where did you learn that? I didn't know you spent time in Peru. How nice. Okay, listeners, I think we're all out of time for today. Which means we've come to the end of Oat Week, and what a week it was. (laughs) That's right, we learned about different kinds of oats, their healing properties, and why rolled or pressed oats cook faster. We'll be back next week to talk about another brand new ingredient. And remember, at the end of the season, we'll use all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is yet? So far, we've talked about water, brown sugar, walnuts, and oats. You'll have to tune in next week to find out what our fifth ingredient will be. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend. Yes, give us a review. We love the stars, and I love playing that little spot the difference game. So difficult. Until next time, keep on cooking.
1: Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Mitzi, and I am a starfruit, and Molly Birnbaum, who is a honey crisp apple. Chad I is a writer and producer. He is a kumquat. Andrea Vavgen is a knepa, and Katie O'Hara is a lemon, and they are both contributing writers on our show. Audio services are provided by Ultraviolet Audio, with sound design supervision by Matt Boynton. He's a nectarine. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Chester Gwazda, a banana, and additional engineering by Eric Gorman, a raspberry. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music, and Jonathan is a mangosteen. Our director of post-production is Hen Margolis. She is a pomegranate. Our director of production is Diane Knox, who's also a dragon fruit. Fact-checking <laughs> by Julia Arwin, A watermelon. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher, and she's a blueberry. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a mango. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's also a raspberry. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, art director, Gabby Hamanoff, Deputy Food Editor, Afton Cyrus, Associate Editors, Andrea Vavgen, Katie O'Hara and Tess Berger, Editorial Assistant, Julia Arwin, Photo Test Cook, Ashley Stoyanov, Test Cook, Faye Yang, and Managing Producer, Yumi Araki. This episode featured the voice of Kira O'Sullivan. Thanks again to our sponsor, Driscoll's. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids.
2: All right. Well, I guess I'm going to head out then. Do you need a ride home? (coughs) Going to wait for them here. Cool. If you're sure. Okay. All right. Have a good night, Oliver.
1: Oliver? Hi! What are you doing here? (coughs) What? You finished the episode already? How? Oliver, did you change the time by my watch again? (coughs) And you changed Molly's watch, too? Excuse you!
0: Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me, straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts, and we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win. We'll <laughs>